0: Hi everyone, I'm Liam Naden. Welcome. I'm pleased you could join me. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a really big issue that a lot of couples face when they want to save their marriage. And that is, what do you do when you want to save your marriage, but your spouse doesn't want to save it? And if you're in that situation, you'll know this is a really big problem. And the reason for that, well, there are actually, I think, quite a few reasons why your spouse might not want to be as committed as you are to saving your marriage. In fact, they might be actually openly hostile to it. So have a think about some of these and see if any of these apply to you. But but often your spouse might not think it can be saved. Perhaps you've tried counselling and it maybe it didn't work or perhaps it even made things worse, which is often the case. Or your spouse might think that you don't want to save your marriage. They might just think that you've given up as well, and they've got to the stage of agreeing with you. And often it could be your spouse is feeling stressed and tired, as probably you are, of all of the unpleasantness that seems to be in your marriage, so they think it would just be easier to call it quits and just walk away from the whole thing. You know, another reason could be your spouse might be feeling very bitter and hurt. Perhaps you've done something that's hurt them. You might have had an affair. You might have done something very hurtful, and they just can't forgive you for it. And no matter what you do, you can't convince them that you are sorry for what has happened. Another reason is they simply might not feel attracted to you any longer and this is the, this is where the intimacy has gone, and we you've probably heard the saying, and they might be saying it to you, "Well, I love you, but I'm not in love with you and that's a classic sign of lack of attraction, which we'll talk about later on in the podcast and The other big reason why your spouse might not want to save your marriage is that they might have moved on emotionally. They might have had an affair or they might actually be having an affair. They might be involved with somebody else. They could have even moved out or even making plans to move out. So these are just some of the reasons why When often when a marriage is in trouble, one person wants to save it and is really desperate to save it and the other person just isn't interested. So there's some good news. If you're that person who really wants to save your marriage and your spouse doesn't want to, I'm going to give you some ideas and strategies here to that you can apply that are going to make a difference. Because what you need to do, and, and this is something I I work a lot with in my coaching programs and showing people, and it's really my core philosophy, which is if you do the right things, you're going to get the right result. And if you do the wrong things, you're going to get the wrong result. So the key really is not whether you can achieve something. It's what do you have to do? What are the right things to do to get the result you want? So you've just got to focus on finding out what the right things are, and in everything that I do, that's what I'm focused on, is showing people what the right things are that are going to get them the result they want. Now some of the things we're going to talk about might appear a bit counterintuitive. They might seem to you on the face of it the opposite of what you should do. But as we go along I think if you stick with me you'll see that it starts to make a lot of sense the sort of things I'm I'm telling you that you should and shouldn't do or the And just a reminder this is this is a pretty intense podcast session as in fact I try to make all of them as full of information as i can i'm I'm not really just wanting to give you a nice warm feeling here and 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 uh you know spend a bit of bit of time chilling out with me as it were. I want to give you some really powerful information that you can use that's going to make a difference and really give you some positive results in your life so because of that, my podcasts tend to be packed with information, and I hope i'm not speaking too quickly. I just want to get it all in on the time. Time we have, but that's why I also can also provide what I call a thought sheet, and you can get that from my website liamnaden.com, and just search for this episode, episode number seven, and you'll find a, what I call a thir- a thought sheet rather than a worksheet, but it's something you can download and print off, and it gives you a summary of all of the things we're talking about, and it allows you to take some notes on it as well. So I really encourage you to do that. Okay, so let's get into it. So what do you need to do to save your marriage when your spouse doesn't want to? Okay, well there's two things, but the first thing we need to do, what we need to look at, is what not to do. And this is actually just as important as what to do, because the chances are, if you're doing any of the things that you shouldn't be doing, you're just going to be sabotaging your efforts to save your marriage without even realising it. So this is what we're going to cover first, what not to do. These are things you want to avoid. Okay, now the, so the first thing you don't want to do is to suggest that you try counseling together. And in fact, there are several reasons why counseling, why actually having counseling or even just suggesting that you have counseling, it might be a very bad idea. Now I'll explain why. Well, first off, you might have already tried counseling and found that it didn't help. In fact, it could have even made things worse. So if you're just going to suggest it again, What it's going to do, it's only going to push your spouse further away. And the second reason you don't want to suggest counselling is, unfortunately, this is really tragic, counselling usually doesn't work anyway. In fact, research has shown that for up to 80% of couples who try marriage or relationship counselling, it not only doesn't help, but it actually makes things worse than they were before they tried the counselling. And this is especially true if one or other of the couple is reluctant to do the counselling. So counselling doesn't really work. Now, now why doesn't counselling work? Um, well, there's a couple of reasons here, and just to mention these to you. Firstly, what counselling does is they generally focus on trying to fix your problems. But the problem is, whatever you focus on, you're going to get more of. And I've said this before in an earlier podcasts that if you focus on your problems, you're only going to keep getting more problems. And that's really what happens. And the other thing that can happen as well is, and this happens when one of or other of the partners is reluctant to go to counselling, is there's a tendency for, in this counselling situation, not not consciously or not intentionally, but there's a tendency for the counsellor to take the side of the willing partner. I mean, it's usually the willing partner who's the one who's selected the counsellor and who's who has the most contact, and of course they're the one most motivated to save the marriage. So, what tends to happen is the focus moves on to the unwilling spouse, and it's it often becomes the willing spouse and the counsellor trying to motivate the other person to work on the marriage by telling them what they need to do and trying to get them motivated. But of course they're not motivated; they don't. They probably don't want to be there if they are reluctant if they don't want to save the marriage. So those are several reasons why counselling is a really bad idea. So the first thing you don't want to do is suggest to your spouse that you try counselling together. Okay, now the second thing you don't want to do is you don't want to beg them to stay. So you don't want to plead with them. You don't want to get emotional about it and, and, and just beg them to stay with you. And you don't want to try and argue with them and give them logical reasons as to why they should stay. You don't want to start saying things like, well, remember all the good times we've had in the past, or another other ones, you know, we, we need to stay together for the sake of the children. Or you might say, look, if you left me, I wouldn't know what to do without you. I wouldn't be able to cope. So that's all about begging them to stay, and you don't want to do that. So if you're doing that, stop that immediately. (laughs) Okay. Now the third thing, which is quite similar, is don't try to make them feel guilty about leaving. So don't tell them that they're wrong, they're selfish, they're mean, they don't care about the family, or you, or any of these things. Don't try to make them feel guilty about leaving. That's the third thing. Fourth thing, don't threaten them. Now this often happens with people, and they say things like, and well, if you leave, I'm going to do something not very nice. So if you leave, I'll make sure that you won't get your share of our money or I'll make it hard for you financially. So those those are like, if you like, financial threats. Or so, or um, another form of threat, You might you might threaten them with the children and say, if you leave, I'll make sure you don't get to see the children or not as often as you would like. Another th- thing you might say is, or that people say is, if you leave, I'll tell everyone how bad you are and that means I'll tell your work colleagues your your professional circle your friends your family so I'm going to tell everyone that you're a bad person because you left me so that's all part of the threat you don't want to do that you know some people even um, threaten their partner with harming themselves so they say if you leave me I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to hurt myself so they're all all of the different types of threats and there's probably others as well but but you want to make sure you don't threaten them if they are wanting to leave. Okay, so the next thing is you don't want to become distant or cold with them. Now, this can be very hard because you're, you know, you're probably feeling hurt and betrayed and bitter yourself. But in effect, what you're doing when you're becoming distant or cold is you're trying to punish them for what they're doing, and you're trying to make them feel bad. And as we get into the to the next part you'll see why this is not a good idea at all so don't become distant and cold I'm going to give you some techniques and strategies to uh, shortly that will help you with that and I covered in a lot more detail in my coaching program and in my marriage transformation course but that's something you want to try and resist is not becoming distant or cold now all of these things that you don't want to do why is that well The reason you don't want to do these things is because if you do these things, what you're doing is you're creating more of the bad feelings. And those bad feelings are probably why your spouse wants to leave in the first place. I mean, let's face it, if he felt good or she felt good, they're not going to want to leave. So you don't want to create more bad feeling. You've got to find a way to create good feeling, and that's what we're going to cover shortly. The other reason you don't want to do these things is they make you appear weak. And when you appear weak, I'm sure you would agree, somebody who is a weak person is very unattractive. And you don't want to be less attractive to your spouse, you want to be more attractive. And that's a key point, that if you want them to stay, and this is especially true if there's another person involved, perhaps they're involved with someone else, they're having an affair, then you've got, your goal is to, is to appear to your spouse more attractive to them, not less. So you want to create positive feelings and emotions around your relationship, not negative ones. Now, I agree, this is difficult to do when you're watching your marriage falling apart. But you simply have to do it, and you can do it, which is what I'm going to show you next. All right, so they're all the things you don't want to do. And remember, they're listed in the thought sheet that you can download from uh, the website liamnaden.com. Okay, so what should you do then? Let's look at the positive side and look at what are the things you can do to save your marriage when your spouse doesn't want to. And this can be even if they've already walked out the door or they're about to. You know, They might be packing their bags. They might be have already made plans to leave or they might have already left. So these are the things you want to do um, the the positive things to get them back and to keep them and to transform your marriage into a great marriage, not just one where they happen to stay. Okay, so the first thing is the first thing you want to do is you want to make a commitment that you're going to save your marriage. Now this is different to just wanting to or hoping to you're committing to that you will save your marriage. Now and this is such an important point and and such a deep subject on its own. I I do cover cover it in my marriage transformation program, but I've also covered this specifically in in an earlier podcast in episode 4. So if if you haven't already listened to that, I really encourage you to listen to that episode 4. That's all about how you make the commitment that you are definitely committed to saving your marriage beyond wanting and beyond hoping because hope and want are both weak but commitment and knowing that you're going to save it is very very strong so listen to episode four of the podcast series if you haven't already that's all about that okay so the second thing you want to do is you want to work on yourself so this means making your focus on yourself Not on your spouse, not on your relationship and all the problems and the hurt and the pain and everything else. No, come back and focus on yourself. Work on yourself. And the ways to do that, there's several things you can do to do that. Firstly, get clear on what makes you happy. You know, what do you enjoy doing? And start to do those things. So put your happiness first. Now that might be a a bit of a foreign concept and... Unfortunately, through our cultural conditioning and what we're taught about what marriage and relationships are, we often have a funny idea that actually marriage is all about sacrifice and putting our own needs last. It is the opposite. A marriage, and I won't get too much off the track here, but a marriage is designed to allow you to be more of yourself, more of who you are. So to do that, you've got to start focusing on yourself and what makes you happy. So what are some of the things that make you happy? Define what they are, figure them out, write them down and start to do those things. So what hobbies and interests make you happy? What gives you a lot of fun that you can do? Another thing, improve your social circle. You know, Get out and if there are friends that you really enjoy the company of, socialise more with them. Maybe even increase your social circle if you don't have one. Work out what sort of people you would like to have as friends and go out and make some friends. You know, you're taking positive action here. Two things. One, it's actually action. So you're not just sitting around being worried and depressed. You're taking action. So that will make you feel better for a start. And the other thing is you're taking positive action. You're doing good things, things that are going to make you feel better. So that's one of the ways to work on yourself. Another thing to do is you've got to work on de- developing the ideal you. And here's a really good question to ask yourself. How do you want to be seen by the world? Do you? What sort of qualities do you want other people to look at you and say that that is what you have? So do you want to be seen as someone who is strong or loving and, or forgiving or gentle or faithful, determined? Happy, easygoing, positive. You know, what are the qualities that you would like other people to go, oh, that's what they're like. The positive qualities, of course. And once you define the qualities of the ideal you, then start working on creating them in your life. And there are a number of ways you can do this. You can read some books. You can do courses. There's there's some good online courses out there as well. Um, And the other thing is be mindful of your thoughts and behaviours. So the way you're acting and the way you're thinking, are they in line with the ideal you? So if you want to be determined, happy and positive, is that the way you're acting? Is that the way you're thinking? Start really being aware of these things. So that's the next thing, is working on developing the ideal you when you're working on yourself. And the other area of working on yourself is that you need to look at your fears and you need to move past them. And this is a huge issue for most of the people I talk to and work with is they're held back by their fears. And I I cover this in a huge amount of detail in my programs, but um, you've got to start thinking, what am I afraid of? What are the things that are stopping me from being happy and from being myself? And once you start to uncover those things, you can start to deal with those. So there's some ideas on how to work on yourself, and that's the second step in positive things to do to save your marriage when your spouse doesn't want to okay the third thing to do is work towards a happy marriage not away from an unhappy one now remember I said earlier with problems if you whatever you focus on you get more of so it makes sense you want to focus on a happy marriage not focus on trying to get rid of of an unhappy one and this really works and some of the things to do firstly Try not to react to negativity. So if your spouse makes a hurtful comment or does something hurtful, you've really got to try and not react to that. Be aware that if you react, you're just adding more negative energy to it and you're making it stronger. So don't react. And you can, you can walk away from arguments. If you feel yourself getting into an argument, don't try and be the one who wins it because you'll both feel bad if that's the case. It's not weak to walk away from an argument or just to, just to refuse to buy into it, just to change the subject or, or, or just not get emotionally involved in an argument. So don't react to ne- negativity. And the other one is, in terms of working towards a happy marriage, not away from, a, from an unhappy one, you've really got to work on overcoming your sense of hurt. I mean can i ask you how willing are you to forgive your spouse for all of their all of the things they've done to hurt you you've got to get to the point the stage of being totally forgiving unconditionally forgiving and that's the the word unconditional means without any strings attached at all you forgive them so they don't have to do something for you to forgive them they don't have to change for you to forgive them you just forgive them you don't have to be worried that in the future they might do something that if you forgive them now they might do something later That will hurt you again. You've got to get rid of all of that. Again, my marriage course, marriage transformation course, I give you some powerful techniques on how to do that. But you've got to get past feeling hurt and being unforgiving. So those are things that are going to move you towards a happy marriage. So you're not going to be fighting moving away from an unhappy one. You're not going to be dealing in negativity. You're going to be moving towards the right thing by dealing with positive things. So that's the third thing. The fourth thing is to stop letting your happiness depend on your marriage. Now this is something that a lot of people do. They say that, well, if I, if, you know, I can only be happy if my partner stays. And of course, that's what I, it's the flip side of what I talked about earlier about making them feel guilty. So you've got to find a way to, to in your mind, know that you can and will be happy without, uh, irrespective of what's going on in your marriage. And what that also means is you've got to be willing to let go of your marriage if you know that it's never going to make you happy. And the irony of it is that if you can communicate to your partner that you're willing to let go of your marriage, often the opposite will it will have the opposite effect and will actually make them want to be involved more in the marriage. So you've got to know in your mind, it doesn't mean obviously that you're going to or that you intend to, but you've got to be willing to say, well, if if this marriage isn't ever going to make me happy, I'm happy to walk away. Because the most important thing is for you to be happy. That's the purpose of life. As I said in an earlier podcast, are you new? Do you remember that? (laughs) Um, So the purpose, the most important thing is for you to be happy. And another interesting thing you can do is to build a picture of a happy life, of your happy life, of you having a happy life, without your marriage. So this is obviously just a theoretical game you play in your mind, but just to, can just imagine you being really happy and you're not married to your spouse. They're not there. Now it could be that you're on your own, or it could be with some other imaginary person of your dreams. But just build a picture of, of a happy life without your marriage so that you know that so that you know it's actually possible and that you know you're not dependent on your situation your marriage right now for you to be happy so that's the fourth thing now the fifth thing you need to do is you need to work on being attractive and if you think back to all the things not to do they were all things that made you appear weak and unattractive so by attractive I don't just mean physically although for a lot of people you know that over the course of a marriage over a period of time we lose our edge in terms of remaining physically attractive for our partner so physical is important but I'm also talking about being attractive emotionally and mentally and all of the things that I'm talking about these other steps that I'm describing they're they're all going to make you more attractive emotionally and, and mentally Because what you need to give your spouse to stop them from leaving is you need to give them a picture of what they're going to lose if they go. So focus on all the things that are going to make you attractive rather than unattractive. So that's about being attractive. So the next thing, number six, is to create some opportunities to connect positively with your spouse. And what this is about is creating some positive energy in your marriage. Now, if your marriage is falling apart and you're really struggling, chances are, pretty well all of your time is going to be spent in negative energy. You're probably arguing, there's, there's poor communication, uh, there's a lack of intimacy, all of those sorts of things, you, there's fear, worry, stress. And the problem with that is, as I said earlier when I talked about problems, that what you focus on you get more of. If you're just continually putting negative energy in, you're just going to keep getting more of that. So you need to break the pattern and, and figure out how you can put some positive energy and positive connection with your partner with your spouse into your marriage. So here's a couple of ways to do that. Firstly, why not try and make them laugh? You know, when was the last time you shared a joke or a funny story? Do that again. Think of some jokes, they can be silly ones, but think of something to, that'll make them laugh. Or a funny story, or it could be a funny situation. You could observe something that's happening around you or on, on the television or something like that. But, but try and bring some laughter into your marriage. And the other way you can get some positive energy in is recall some of the great times you've had from the past. Remind them about that. Say to them, Hey, do you remember that time when we did such? Wasn't it fun? And think of something funny or positive or really exciting that you you did from the past and reconnect in a positive way with them that way. So it's really important to start putting some positive energy back in and laughter and recalling some good times from the past are two great ways to do that. And the last thing, number 7, step number 7 is and this relates actually right back to the first thing about being determined to save your marriage. The last thing is don't give up. So keep putting positive energy into your into your marriage because it's that positive energy that's going to keep your partner, keep your spouse Not only staying, but wanting to be there and wanting more of what you're offering, which is this wonderful positive energy. Right, well that's a lot to take in. I'm sure you'd agree. And remember, I've summarized this on the thought sheet, so all of these steps are there that you can refer to. You can just download them from the website, liamnaden.com. But I've also put on there what I've called the Save Your Marriage Mindset. And this is seven things that you need to keep in your mind. And these are, if you like, the right beliefs that you want to have when you're dealing with saving your marriage and keeping your spouse from wanting to leave. So here are the seven thoughts. The first one is, I am going to save our marriage. I love my spouse and I'll do whatever it takes for us to stay together. Number two, I'm a great person, worthy of love and of having a happy and fulfilling life. Number three, I create my own happiness. Number four, I am not dependent on my marriage to be happy. Number five, I am attractive physically, mentally, emotionally and sexually. And number six, I focus on the positive aspects of our marriage. And number seven, our marriage is only going to get better and better. So try and make those seven things your mindset. You'll, you'll agree, they're all about positive things. They're putting positive energy back in. And the keys to success with this, firstly, are, just as I said, to be positive. You've got to maintain a positive attitude. You've got to put some positive energy into it. The second thing is love unconditionally. Love your spouse unconditionally. The third thing, focus on your own self-worth. Remember, the purpose of life, I, I said this in a, in a previous podcast, is the purpose of our life is to be happy. Remember, are you new? Remember that? So focus on your own happiness. That's really important. And the last thing, keep your goal in mind, which is saving your marriage. Keep focused on that, and you will get there. So quite a big podcast this time. I I hope you found this useful, and I hope you can apply some of this information. You can take these ideas, really use them, and see a positive result. And if you want some more help, my special report, which is the five keys to saving your marriage now, which you can download at my other website, which is growinginloveforlife.com, I really encourage you to go there and download that, because that's going to give you some some more powerful tools to apply this information. So that's at the website, growinginloveforlife.com. And if you found this podcast useful, please, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review that would help us to spread the word. My passion is to share this information with as many people as possible because, as I said before, it's just about knowing some of the right things to do and that can make a world of difference. So the more I can share this information with people, the the more I know I'm going to be able to make a difference and that's what I really want to be able to do. And the last thing is, if you'd like to contact me, if you've got any, any comments or questions, feel free to send me an email. My email is liam, L-I-A-M, at com. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing the time with me. I hope you found this valuable. I hope you'll apply some of this information. And I hope to catch you again soon. Thanks and bye for now.